Yeah. Levels are good enough. I can always tweak them a little bit. Hey everyone, welcome to episode number five of the Spoiler Cast. I'm your host, Dan Zarzicki, and I'm joined here by Tristan Atherin Hess. Hi, everybody! And Ryan Barboza's back. I actually made it back to back episodes. It's, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. You know who didn't make it back? Is Patrick! Patrick's not here today. Um, we we're filming on a different day than usual. We normally film on Sunday nights, but uh, due to scheduling conflicts, we're filming on a Thursday, so we should have this out on Friday. That'll make up for the fact that we didn't have an episode last weekend. I was so bummed. Well, uh, well, except last weekend, Pat and I both weren't here. Yeah, and it was uh, Spawner's Day, so yeah, Spawner's yeah. Day. <laughs> yeah, did did you properly did you properly honor your Spawner? I did. Good. Took I did as well. Yeah, very yeah. very good. You took her out to dinner. Yep. Aw, what a nice little son. Nice little Spawny. <laughs> uh, so where's Patrick? He's actually going to be in a musical. Uh, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk to him about it. We'll keep tabs on it. It's called Hello Broadway. If you're in the, I guess the New England, Rhode Island. Massachusetts area. We'll keep you tabs on that. But it's a bunch of different show tunes from different shows. He's in the chorus Blarg, according to his text. So we miss you, Patrick. Hopefully next oh, week. Oh man, we'll chorus Blarg. To... That's a tough role to fill. The chorus Blarg is the. Uh... <laughs> is he? I hope he has an understudy because, yeah, that role has not gone well yeah. historically. <laughs> Very cool. So if Patrick was here, he'd tell you that he's been playing World of Tanks and. Uh, <laughs> and we'd hate him for and Tara, it. No, and no. Tara. Uh, so that's great. We got that out of the way. Um, I'm actually gonna we're gonna we're gonna just to get bring it back over. Let's start with Ryan. Ryan, switch it up. Switch it up. Oh, I'm sorry. Before we even do that, um, Tristan. So See? last weekend you were at the Watch City Festival. Yes, I was what? at the International yeah. Watch City uh, Steampunk City Festival in Waltham, Massachusetts. What What was that like? Yeah. Oh God, it was so fun. I spent way too much money. Oh boy. Oh my God. What did you buy? Um. More steampunk accoutrements for my outfit. Um, well, I had I had a whole bunch of bell pouches yeah. that I needed to replace, so I got some nice like bigger leather ones. Uh, I got a few custom orders for mm-hmm. stuff in. Uh, I also did a lot of filming. I'm um, actually one of the things I'm doing is I did a little. Uh, I'm going to do a little mini documentary about it because I went up with my great grandfather's pocket watch, oh, which was cool. actually from made in Waltham, Massachusetts. Oh, very cool. But it doesn't work. Oh, you're getting it fixed, right? Right. So I was bringing it up there to sort of bring it around and get input and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Uh, so I, I shot. I had. I didn't go to as many panels as I would have liked. Right. But I got a lot of footage shot. I did a whole bunch of interviews with people, and it was really good getting back in the filmmaking saddle. Right. Um. So that's why. That's probably why I, there hasn't been anything on my new on my YouTube channel in a while. Because mm-hmm. you've been doing some professional stuff, sort of, kind of. Sort of, kind of, for myself. For yourself. That and also I've been taking down all my Far Cry Three. Yeah, we talked. Plays. We talked about that, and a little bit later in news, we're going to talk a little bit more about that. Some some yeah, interesting news that has on there. crossed our paths, which is pretty interesting. Um, so is Watch City Festival? Is it it's like this... is it a, a combination of everything steampunk, or is it a specific facet or a specific genre subgenre of? It's uh, it's a huge open air steampunk festival. That's awesome. Is the way to put it. So it's it's outside. They've got panels. They've got art authors. They've got artists. Like they had the guy who wrote and drew Dinotopia. Okay. Present. Mm-hmm. So he's like neat. talking about talking about that and like signing books. Um, there are panels on like doing you know do it yourself steampunk stuff. Right. There's a goggle making workshop. Nice. Um, <laughs> That's like all I know about steampunk is there's goggles. Everything's, everything's really brown and yellow. There are goggles, goggles and you have belts and stuff <laughs> okay. like that. So for the for the uninitiated, steampunk is an aesthetic choice originating from the Victorian era style of aesthetics, 
but with a dash of mad science yeah. thrown in. Yeah. Uh, basically, think Victorian England, where every other human being is a mad scientist. <laughs> also, you need goggles because you never know when science will happen. <laughs> That's great. That's great. I don't want to veer too far off um, track here. So, um, oh, wow, I'm just, I'm off the ball today. So what is the spoiler cast? The spoiler cast is a look at, you know, the, the week in gaming news reviews, what we've been playing. And at the end of the episode, folks, after the break, we always spoil a game. If you couldn't tell by the title prior to coming into this, um, we are today talking about the new game from Deep what? Silver. Deep Silver, but what's the name of the developer? It's A4 or something like that. I'm, I'm terrible. 4A, I think. We're going to look it up during the, the break. Here, I'm I'll sure look it up right now. Look it up now. Um, uh, called Metro Last Light, the sequel to Metro 2033, based on some Russian novel, Metro 2033. I forgot the author as well. I'm really prepared today. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we do that, we're going to talk about what we've been playing. So, Ryan, what have you been playing today? Uh, well, what we talked about week? earlier, um, there's been nothing like, yeah. as far as releases. Uh, Metro was the first game in a couple weeks now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started, like I said last uh, last podcast, um, trying to you know get back onto you know backtrack on the, the games i didn't play right uh so i started playing borderlands again because uh i bought the season pass oh did you didn't didn't play any i only played one of the dlcs so i started playing the other two um they, I, they, yeah they finally that, raised the cap level so which is good because i was a little 50 so I, I, can, I still haven't finished borderlands 2 um, i never finished the main game either it's, it's a long game i mean it's a really it's, long game yeah and then there's the dlc just like I, I started the game over so i can level up faster and, and I, it's just it's such I can't, I forgot how long the game was, <laughs> yeah. but uh the, like the, the both DLCs I played they're, they're pretty good. I mean, the Sir Hamalock's, uh big game hunter is kind of annoying. The bad guys are actually very hard to beat. I mean, okay. like these these characters are the witch doctors and they have different abilities, and it takes forever to kill them. I mean, they just eat bullets. <laughs> So that's the one thing I, I mean I'm not crazy about about that DLC, but other than that, they're they're fun. I mean, the, I forgot how much fun that game is. So that's I, all I, I've been playing. So. I, I should really pick that up again because yeah. now I've got some unlocks for it yeah. from playing Poker Night at the Inventory. Oh right. Oh, and it's four A games. Yeah, it is four A games. Okay, good. But other than that, I mean, Borderlands is it. I mean, I'm looking forward to Resident Evil next week. I mean, yeah. What Resident Evil is coming out next uh, it's week? It's Resident Evil Revelations. It was originally out on the 3DS, but they're porting it over to the consoles, PS3 and uh, Xbox. So. Those two. Okay. I didn't get it. I, I haven't. I don't have a 3DS right at the moment. I still have a regular DS, but I'm excited to play it. I'm a huge Resident Evil fan, minus Resident Evil Six. Yeah. <laughs> so now, did you actually end up playing that one? Or? Six? No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't say. And Raccoon City. Oh, oh, that's oh, not even. I, I don't, it, that doesn't that, even yeah, count. That doesn't exist in my book, but. Um, so they, I've I've heard nothing but good things about it, so I'm I'm very excited to play that. Yeah, I never played it. It's like the one major 3DS title I don't own. Yeah, of course I've barely played any of them, as you guys <laughs> know. Um, yeah, I never beat Borderlands two either. I never I never bothered buying the this the pass because I yeah. knew, see, this forethought, I knew <laughs> yeah. I wasn't gonna be going back anytime soon, and I wasn't going to be enjoying all of the DLC. And... Well, I, I thought I was gonna go back to it right away, mm-hmm. but I, again, I get sidetracked with all these games coming out, and I so I, I just put it off and. Yep finally playing it now we're that we're in the quiet part of the year for video games exactly yeah yeah there's not gonna be a lot to talk about for like a month or two until the second week of june yeah yeah last of us there's, there's only gonna be like news that we're gonna be talking about that well there's a lot of news game. coming up so yeah. we'll get into that in a moment yeah tristan prior to filming um 
Was that all, by the way? Sorry. Oh, yeah, that's it. That's all I got. <laughs> no, that's it. I'm dead. Um, Tristan, I, I think we talked a little earlier. You said you hadn't really been playing much. Is that pretty pretty much you have really nothing to talk about? or I, I don't really have too much to talk about uh, with what I've been playing, mainly because um, so I spent the whole weekend at the right. festival and the week before that working to have money for the festival. <laughs> and I've been working every day since I got back from the festival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, and I'm working basically all through... I'm working like 10 days in a row. So I'm just like... That sounds healthy. Uh, so as soon as I get a day off, even then I'm not going to play anything. Because my day off is going to be, cool, I'm going to collapse into a coma and catch up on the sleep I'm missing. There you go. Um, sleep is for the week! <laughs> uh, I have been playing a little bit of FTL. Okay. Here and, there, and that's yeah. kind of fun. Because it's a randomly generated space game and... Occasionally, you get some really wacky, fun stuff happening. I've I've played it a little bit. I own it. Um, I have, admittedly, again, not played as much as I'd like. Ryan, have you ever played that game? Or I have, have you not, heard of it? Actually, I've I've heard of it, but I've I've never actually talked to anybody that played it. Like, I can well, we have. <laughs> well, it reminds me of. Um, okay. Oh boy, here comes the flashback. <laughs> it's 1994, <laughs> and computer gaming is pretty much predominated by shareware games. When I was when I was a kid, there were these two really old shareware games. One was um, one was called I think Desert Trek, and I forget what the other one was. But it was basically the same thing. Was you had to get from point A to point B, but you had something chasing you. Mm -hmm. So you had to make decisions on you know, do I sleep now? Do I move now? Uh, Do I investigate this place? Yeah. Or do I bypass it because it? For all we know, it may totally fuck me up, or right. it could. There could be valuable supplies there. So it's kind of like, oh man, I remember games like this, and I still <laughs> suck at them. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. I didn't play much, but I will tell you that I found that, and I don't know if it's just because it's randomly generated. I was, I I got to the first real mission, first mission after outside of the tutorials, and it was like, oh, you have a crossroads. Would you go like to go this way, and where would you like to go this way? And the way I decided was one bar difficulty higher or whatever it seemed to be than the other. And I was like, well, I'll try it out. Greater risk equals greater reward, right? <laughs> so I warped into this place and just got annihilated. Like, literally just obliterated within, like, five seconds of Like, you of, made of the wrong choice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I didn't, I didn't know if that was just because everything just came upon me in the wrong way or if it's because that was the way it was designed. Um, Probably just it all came upon you the wrong way uh, okay uh like my first playthrough i actually made it all the way to the end mm-hmm. and they're like cool you've got this much time before the enemy battle cruiser shows up i'm like fuck yeah right <laughs> i've got one crewman left and he's piloting uh <laughs> two of my engines are on fire and i've basically just been running straight to the end for the last like two sectors yeah <laughs> Uh, because I've been horribly, horribly outmatched by everything. Uh, yeah. It's like the enemy battle cruiser comes up, it's like, boom, boom. Nope, that's done. <laughs> Takes me off a single shot. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's pretty much how I thought that was going to go down. Oh my God. Speak, uh, I'm glad you brought up hard games because, um, this past week, uh, I've been playing a lot of Metro 2033 and Metro Last Light. But we're going to save that. We have to. We're going to talk about right. that as part of the spoiler part. <sighs> um, but the other game I've been playing, and I played it with my friend, actually, my friend Jordan, uh, is a game called Crash Bandicoot. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> now, I never had PS1 as a kid. Me, either. I, was, I, was, I had the Nintendo 64. That's yeah. my own. I had so, N64. Yeah. So, um, 
the whole Crash Bandicoot thing kind of passed me by. Mm -hmm. I was more suffering through Donkey Kong Country. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, God, even as an adult, those games... They're impossible. We've yeah. been playing yeah. that, too. My friend and I are masochistic. We always play the, pick the really hard old games and just try to beat them. And then we sit there and, like, go, we beat this as children. You know, what What? what, what, do we do? what are we doing wrong right now, you know? <laughs> uh, it's because as a kid, you didn't have any other responsibilities. And you yeah. could just spend dedicate a whole your, Yeah, yeah, dedicate your life to being, like, one level. Yep. Yeah, my God, there are some. And then you were the game. cool guy. Yeah, because you had beaten that level. You're like, "Yep, I got further than anybody." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in my little circle. There were some levels in that game. Crash Bandicoot's really interesting. It's the original. We have all. I, well, we have all three. And we've been playing all three. HD collection. No. Metal Gear. Yeah, <laughs> I have those too. Uh, but we've been playing uh, just the PS PlayStation classics on the PS3 versions of them. And it's insane. The game, the games get the game series itself gets progressively easier and easier. The original is so fucking hard. It is yeah. difficult. The way they do saves is just mind-boggling. <laughs> it's basically the way it saves is um, you can save in a few different places when the game decides it wants you to after a level. Occasionally, at the end of a level, <laughs> it'll say, "Would you like to save?" Randomly, I fought a major boss and the game didn't save. It kept going to like the next level at the wait. The other way, yeah, you, you're good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> The other way you save is by um, going through the level. So instead of there being a save point at the end of every level or auto saves, because this was 1996. Um, Don't forget, you have to keep your uh, memory card plugged in. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. Memory cards. Oh. Yeah. You get to this. Oh, God, which one has my save on it? <laughs> which one has my save on right? it? You get to this point where um, you get you get collect three of uh, his girlfriend in the game, three of her little head tokens. Oh, I was going to say you collect three of his girlfriend? Yeah. The they perfected cloning. Yeah. <laughs> no, and that, what ends up happening is uh, they, they go through that, and then you get into a bonus level. Remember the bonus missions from, like, Crash Bandicoot Warped or anything like that? Did you ever Barely. play those? Okay. No, no. I, Barely I do. Um, and you have you beat them, and you get a bunch of tr treasure. Yeah. Well, in this game, you have to beat them, and if you lose, you fall. They never come back, and you can't save. Oh, God. <laughs> so we got through this one level that I swear to God we felt was like 15, 20 minutes long of just platforming, really hard platforming. Got through another level that was really, really hard and full of platforming and then died. And we had to go back and do all of it over again because we didn't get a save point. Um, they even allow you to hit continue, yes. And when you hit continue, it just takes you back to your last save anyway. Oh, man. Um, there's something that did that, uh, something like that. It was the Monty Python and the Holy Grail computer game. Wow. And here's what happened is if you if you screwed up so you got killed. Like yeah. say you got your head, you know, chomped off by the killer rabbit or you dropped or you fumbled a little hand grenade or something, I would ask you, Hey, would you like to go back to where you last were? And you say yes. And it takes you right to the point after you fucked up. Oh god. So you die again? <laughs> was that a was that a glitch and, or is that no, no. Was it that... then asks you would you go like to go back a little further? <laughs> and you say yes. And then it takes you back. That's awesome. So it That's forced you to funny. relive your boneheaded mistake <laughs> at least once. Punishment. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, Crash Bandicoot is super hard. We're noticing a lot of these games are just super hard. And we're wondering, like, were games just harder back then due to the limitations of the system? Or were they That's, actually more difficult? That is definitely part of it. Mm -hmm. Was, especially, I mean, this is especially true of, like, the NES era. Yeah. Was... They couldn't afford to make games very long. Right. Simply because there wasn't enough room on the to, keep, store, a huge, the, on the to keep a huge game yeah. on there. Uh, so what they did was they made the games really hard mm -hmm. to counteract that so that you would spend more time playing it. Right. And then you'd speed run it or hang out with your friends and play it. And it all at that point became all about 
just trying to perfect the game. Exactly. Because it was short enough that you could do that. Yep. Without getting overly frustrated. Right. And but because of that, this, this is why I think a lot of older games are kind of better now. Mm-hmm. Is that because of that, the games had to be tight. Mm-hmm. Like just look at the Mega Man series. That game has some of the tightest controls you will ever see. Right. Yeah. Because they demand perfection from you. Right. The but... controls also have to be perfect. So when you finally make that jump, yeah, you know it's possible. You know it's possible. But so when you finally make that goddamn jump, you feel <laughs> so vindicated because you're like, yes, I have accomplished this. Right. I have gotten past this tricky part. <laughs> I have overcome this challenge. Whereas these days, parts are either just annoying as hell to get through, and you don't feel you don't get that same sense of satisfaction because you haven't necessarily perfected it. You've just found the way of either clutching it out, laming it out, yeah, or you just finally memorized it or got lucky. Yeah, right. You know, it wasn't. I've now I've now earned the necessary skills to be able to do this again. I'd say that about the NES era. But I think that it's uh, not so true with the uh, PlayStation era. No. With the PlayStation era, they were just making it hard just for the sake of being just hard. Just hell of it. Yeah, just There's a lot of trial and error in those Crash Bandicoot yeah, games, yeah. let me tell you. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> the boulder dash missions where you're running towards the screen as the boulder's chasing you. It's like you progress just a little further oh, out of time. Oh, my God. Those are ridiculous. And you can't make a mistake. Like, you can't even flinch. You couldn't, like, scratch your ass for, like, two seconds. you got to keep <laughs> running. Like just the, just the whole concept of that was so dumb. Yeah, yeah. And there's other stuff that does it too, and it's just like, uh, actually, you know what did actually what did well, um, was Resident Evil Four actually did that well, but that's because you didn't have to evade evade obstacles. Oh, you mean you're running back from something? Right. Well, oh, that's right. You run from a boulder in that, like don't you? From a yeah, you do that, like, those are kind of in the times. Be- beginning, beginning of the right? game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and do it again later on. Um, you can't running... do you can't do a you can't do something just once in a game. You have to do it at yeah. least twice. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's the rule of thirds, which is a yeah. cinematic rule. Yeah. Uh, that if you want something to be a running theme, it has to show up at least three times. Oh, okay. Yeah. If it shows up once, then you, if you want it just to be like a one-time little thing, you do it once. If you want it to be a recurring theme, so you get people to think about it, you do it three times. Oh, okay. You never do something just twice, because unless you want, well, you can. But usually you have to do it either at the beginning or at the end uh, okay. to reference back to the first time. Right, right, right. But then it's not a theme. It's just something that you've referenced again. Yeah, right, right. So it a, needs to be at least just... three if you want it to be a theme. Right. Remember this? <laughs> <laughs> I was playing Crash Bandicoot 2 the other week. And there was we played through five worlds. There was a jetpack level. Worst controls. I, I challenge you. Maybe after this, you guys can check it out. I challenge you to go through those jetpack levels without, you know screaming and hollering <laughs> there's one level and then the next level after it is another jetpack level oh my god it's pure torture huh? yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's like trying that's like trying to it's, it's like trying to play uh beat ninja gaiden without uh, farming uh, which is just like nine on a ball uh, i don't want to get started with that game uh, are you talking about the original well not the original ninja gaiden are you talking about NES? xbox xbox xbox, okay. yeah. xbox ninja gaiden uh, i never really played that i never had an xbox one so i never oh my god that game oh my god that pain game. in the balls oh my god i hated that game they, so they, much they've remade it like 12 times right? yes, so i probably yes, have oh some chance of and right, right, then now it's with the never new... been but it's never been quite as hard well they dumped they they kind of dumbed it down well can't you play can't you just play the same normal difficulty though 
that you were used to, or do they they even dumb it I down? I think they, they, that? they changed it to like, well, like again, you can put, put normal, easier. and then there's the original like original, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you which can't is stupid, which is stupidly yeah. hard. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so stupidly hard. Yeah. Uh, the when I got to the tutorial level boss, I was like, oh wow, man, this is a tough fight. I must be a good way of this good way through the storyline. It's like, nope, <laughs> this is the first level. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, he just it took me like. Fifty tries to beat him. Oh, you're talking about the the nunchuck guy that you fight, yes. like the tutorial boss, like your master. Yeah, yeah. I did play that. I played the demo. I was like, wow, this must be like halfway through the game. That's nope. That, that's that's the a tutorial boss. <laughs> and it just gets harder from there. Yeah. Well, well, I kind of like that though. I mean, if the game is tight enough, like I used to love Devil May Cry series back when yep. I first played it on the on PS2. Oh my god. Especially, DMC. well, I never really played the second one because I was to- instructed not to. Um, yeah, but Devil May Cry one is good. Three is good. I think I like. I think I actually preferred three. If I'm, if I'm being honest, I'm trying to remember. Trying one to remember. was. I mean, if you go back and play one, one is great. It's super hard too. Like it's God, really it's so hard. hard. Could never um, really get into the whole but, Devil May Cry franchise. Well, you know what? He can't because it's a betrayal. <laughs> it's a Resident Evil betrayal. You know about that, right? No, no. Devil May Cry. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, DMC. So, uh. Devil May Cry was originally going to be Resident Evil 4. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It was originally going to be the fourth Resident Evil with a heavier focus on on combat, combat. and exploration like that. Mm-hmm. And then what they decided was they decided that the tone was just way too different mm-hmm. yeah. from the other Resident Evil series. And so they cut it off from Resident Evil and made it its own series. Huh. What I don't know, and maybe you can enlighten me, is whether or not the character of Dante and his antics were originally intended, or if that was a product of, well, now we can go fucking nuts, and then they just sort of went off the off the deep end. Honestly, I think they're like, I, I'm, I don't know for certain, but I definitely think they're like, cool. Wait, we're not, we don't have to keep it super yeah, serious, because yeah. it's no longer part of Resident Evil. Yay! <laughs> um, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. Pretty crazy, right? You learn something every day, I guess. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you learn something every day on the spoiler cast. Yeah. Ding. And for those of you who want to who want to get an accurate idea of just how hard Ninja Gaiden is, check out Ego Raptor's awesome Gaiden animation. I haven't seen that one. I don't think. It's hilarious, and that'll give you a very very good idea as to just how hard Ninja Gaiden is. <laughs> Didn't they consider that like one of the hardest games of all time? Yep. Uh, yeah. I, I heard. I heard that on the hardest difficulty, only one playtester beat it. Really? <laughs> at the hardest difficulty. Oh. It, was either, it was either the original or it was like uh, Sigma. Yeah. yeah. Enough. So enough people beat it to tell us that it was possible. How many? One. One. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, his hands no longer work. Yeah. <laughs> He's, we crippled him for life with carpal tunnel. <laughs> He's just like the one like crack genius game player. Like you always like race like ghost races. It's like this one game tester that. It was just absolutely insane at this, and it's interesting. One person beat it. At the, at the hardest difficulty. At the hardest difficulty. Cool. And, I mean, that was what I was playing aside from Metro. So, without further ado, we'll jump into the section that I'm guaranteeing will take quite a bit of time today. Oh, good golly, yes. Um, and I'm going to save mine because it's going to probably open up a shitstorm uh, until a little yeah. later. Yeah. Um, but first I'll thing... start with mine. What's Can that? start with mine? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Um... So you know how a few episodes ago we talked about how Disney had killed off LucasArts? Yeah. And we were like, oh man, you know, on the plus side, maybe now this means that, you know, all these developers that 
you know, all these who, who really are really excited to work with, with this franchise can finally get a chance to make these cool games, right? Well, you can take that idea out back and give the old yeller treatment. <laughs> <laughs> Disney obviously hates us. Because <laughs> what they've done is they've given the Star Wars video game franchise rights to EA. Well, did they? Did fuck? <laughs> but they didn't. But they didn't like give away all the rights too. They just opened a division for Star Wars games, right? The Dice Studio. I I heard that EA now has the franchise rights. Yeah, they, have, how, they have the full rights. Oh wait, seriously? Yeah. Rights. So like fuck. they're gonna have like Dice work on something, and then whoever else, maybe Bio. They said maybe bioware might begin back into another star wars game well that'd be cool that'd know? be nice yeah but still it's ea so yeah. you know hey unlock the lightsaber for 14.99 microtransactions however that i do us... have some good news about ea though ryan news uh they're getting rid of the online passes yes i heard so that. maybe they might be going in a good direction maybe I mean, we, gamers pretty much have them by the balls at this point. They yeah. pretty much have yeah, to do. They, they, yeah. they gotta do something. Everything in their power to. I mean, that's a fans. good start because I thought the the whole idea of an online pass was just completely stupid. Yeah. Um, maybe that'll be a sign for Ubisoft too because they still have their online stupid passes. But yep. anyways, um, <laughs> so maybe play? maybe they're gonna go in a, in a, you know a, the right direction for us. And maybe EA will now stop drowning puppies. <laughs> <laughs> We're not drowning as many. But We're getting rid of season passes. You gotta look uh, at this way. Get, getting back to EA buying the rights to Star Wars. Star Wars Battlefront running on the Frostbite engine. I know, but you know. Think about it. I I know that it'll, they'll they'll then have the resources to do it, but you know that EA is gonna. Do, oh, they're gonna. Uh, they're I, gonna do something horrible. I'm trying to stay positive, but I, I'm glad that they, they there's gonna be Star Wars games. But I mean, I only, it tec- technically, there's only two companies out there that could buy the rights to Star Wars: is EA and Activision. Yeah, and and you're damned if you do. You're damned if. Wait, what if Blizzard? What if Blizzard bought the rights Activision. to Star Wars games? They're part of. Activision. I know, I know, <laughs> but they're but they're the part of Activision that can do whatever the hell they that's want. That's true. That is, that's but what, that actually. But what true. are they going to do with this? Ugh, I don't know. I don't know. Do I just want another Battlefront game. That's all I Which want. Is just, just think about it, though. Blizzard level cin- um, cinematics for a Star Wars game? Yeah. Because, cool. dear God, Blizzard's animators have way too damn much free time on their hands. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I, that's all I want is Battlefront. That's it. That's exciting. Now, what studio... Oh, sorry. LucasArts was originally making 1313, right? 1313, I think then they might be completely scrapping. I hope not. I've, I've heard the 1313 has already been completely scrapped. Yeah. Uh, that's okay. sad. Because it was sucks. such a cool concept. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we don't know. I mean, this is the smartest movie I can make. I mean, buying a franchise that they know people are going to buy regardless of who's making it or whatever's yeah. happening. You know what I mean? You know, you could say UA Bowles directing the new Star Trek, and people will be like, "Oh God, can't wait to see the new Star Trek movie." <laughs> so, if you if that actually happened, <laughs> I'd probably disappear for a month into a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> be like, you'd be like, I don't know where Tristan is. I'd burst down, kick down the door with a bo- like almost empty bottle of tequila in one hand. And the boss got there, like, I got some words for the internet. <laughs> Where's my mic? No, you, you have we, to bring it. Fuck that! <laughs> Where's my mic? Tristan, we took it from you. We uh. 
This is an intervention for yeah. your own good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of excited for it. I mean, at least somebody's making Star Wars games again. Yeah. And you know they have ties to good shooter studios like Dice and stuff who can turn I into wear. a good shooting game. Maybe a good hey, Jedi Daddy, game. Hey, Daddy, what's going on back here? Oh, you'll see. <laughs> what? The Sims? Uh, Sim City? Mass Effect? Dead Space? Where are you? Why are they all dead? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Well, that was a roundabout way to make a point, but we made it. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, is that your news? The the Star Wars piece of news was the big one? That was my big one. Did you have any uh, other big... I, uh, I mean, I, had, I was going to mention that too, but um, there's one... It's not huge, but it's it was a, I was a, always a big fan of the game back in the day. Um, and kind of Bethesda just kind of brought it out and slapped me in the face with it because I did not expect this is a new Wolfenstein game. Yeah. I know. I'm I like, did not expect it. Yeah. And, I mean, those only, like, from what I've seen, there's, like, a lot of concept art and, and shot, screenshots. Right. It could be cool. I mean, the last Wolfenstein was, ugh. 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 <laughs> <laughs> this is, for the next five minutes, there's going to be Tristan and Ryan going, um, Bethesda. <laughs> but uh um maybe they'll uh like there's a lot of mechs in the game so maybe they'll bring I, back robo hitler yeah i saw that <laughs> i saw all those robots and i'm like yeah can that be, can that be the subtitle of our of this episode robo, Ro- robo yeah. hitler <laughs> episode spoiler cast number five the search for robo hitler <laughs> but i uh, discovered robo hitler yeah i guess the story's about if if germany won the war and mm. what they what, what they're doing with the world and yeah, could, what they're well, doing you know, with the world with robots and right well and of course you know if it's Bethesda you know the game's gonna be huge yeah oh yeah it's gonna be like we recreated Germany yeah so, oh so cool so you mean like you know like parts of it no the entire country the entire country is entirely playable <laughs> you thought Skyrim was big welcome to Germany welcome to Germany oh god. That's the sort of thing they do too. <laughs> well, I mean, you look at you look at you know what they're talking about. Um, you know how big was it? How big? Uh, like Just Cause Two or um, Grand Theft Auto Five is supposed to be? Yeah, five, they said Five is going to be massive, oh, like the yeah. biggest. I mean, I having a big big map is cool, but sometimes it just gets really annoying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were like, well, I don't have any vehicles. I gotta get all the way over there. <sighs> Take my. Take time to tape up my controller. <laughs> I think it's different. Like when you play a game like a like a Fallout or a Skyrim, there's a certain um, atmosphere to it where, like in Skyrim, you know, you're like walking through and you're almost. I don't know if you guys are caught doing this, um, like just kind of like living like this dream. Like you're walking through the mountainside and like oh, it's really cold and you know. Then you're like, well, it's oh, visually stunning. Maybe so I'll you... maybe I'll make camp over here. <laughs> oh, there's a rabbit over here. And then, you know, you eat the rabbit and you're having like this adventure on your way to the next town or whatever. I need more caps. Yeah. I, yeah. Fallout. I, yeah. Well, Fallout, you, there was a bunch of like right. uh, landmarks you can look at. Right. You're like, without I better stop in here for a rest. You know, yeah. the radiation. Oh, you know, like, <laughs> like make up these stories in your head. Right. Yeah. yeah and with yeah. Grand Theft Auto, it's like, I just want to get to fucking Brooklyn or yeah. whatever. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I need to get to Brooklyn as quickly as possible. You give me your car. Crunch. Well, <laughs> I need another car. And now the cops are after me. <laughs> yeah. It's just really like boring because it's you. It's just it would be like me running from one side of a city to another. It's obnoxious. <laughs> yeah. 
I gotta say, one of the, my favorite things to do in the Grand Theft Auto series is to drive normally. <laughs> yeah, I know. I like to do that too, <laughs> it's actually. You just obey all the rules of the road. You know, you stop at red lights, you stop at stop signs, <laughs> you, you, you take turns slowly, you let people merge. Does it actually work though? Like, do the other people follow the rules of the road? That's what makes it tricky: is that they don't. <laughs> yeah, they, they usually rear on you and yeah, yeah. Yep. beeping the horn, telling you to go. Yep. <laughs> uh, well, and the cars, typically the Grand Theft Auto cars handle like shit. Yeah, especially the sports cars when you're going really fast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> forget it. Um, hand, just handle god awfully. So it's actually a fair challenge to do is to try and drive not ridiculously fast or crashing into stuff yeah, yeah. interesting interesting uh, i think that in four the driving controls were their best i preferred if i'm gonna pick one if you lock me on, a, put me in, Let's go bowling. on a desert island with a television and i had the only game i could play was a grand theft auto i'd pick grand theft auto 4 but i can see that i i wasn't a huge fan of four i, I, I thought it was kind of a chore where you gotta go hang out with your friends and like I just you wanted more you don't like bowling i oh. Like every like five seconds, like someone calls me. Oh, they want to hang out. I'm like, oh, I gotta keep them happy, you know. Yeah. So that's the why only... aren't I the popular one? <laughs> it's like real life. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know, but like, I mean, I, I just wanted to go do some missions, you know, not right. you know. Right. Sorry, guys, can't make it to the movie. Gotta shoot this fucking podcast. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Nico, let's go record a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Nico, my cousin, wanna go make a podcast? Ugh. Cool. And then uh, I just have one more thing that they announced uh, was it yesterday or today. Uh, uh, Gran Turismo Six. Yeah. All you PlayStation fans out there. Speaking so, of fast cars Ridge that control. Racer. <laughs> Ridge Racer. Speaking of fast cars that control terribly, we're <laughs> transitioning right over <laughs> yeah. to Grand Theft Auto, uh, so, Gran Turismo uh, Six. And it's coming out for PS3. But I heard it was also coming out for PS4, or it might be. Yeah. There's so. like hope that it might come out for PS4 as yeah. well. Because it's coming out at the tail end of the year when the new system comes yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You might as well launch a new system or launch yeah. that game with the system. It'll be, they it can't they, hurt. There's going to be a, de- a demo soon, so which right. would be cool. Maybe so, give but, it better graphics, make people elitist. Like, oh, no, I have a PS4 version. All my vehicles are photorealistic. <laughs> but uh, other than that, that's all I got. So. There you go. So I have a couple pieces of news. Um, the, I'm going to save the other one for last. But jumping back on what we were talking about earlier with... Um, your YouTube Let's Plays, I thought it was important to bring up the fact that Nintendo is forcing a copyright on their YouTube Let's Plays, yep. or at least advertising. Uh, so what's basically happening, uh, to those of you who don't know, is if you are somebody doing Let's Plays or you're somebody who's shooting like ser- gaming series, as there's a common thread, I mean, tons and tons of videos out there about gaming, it makes sense. People who are on the know about geek culture, like something like a YouTube or a digital technology, are generally into other digital technologies yep. like gaming. So naturally, it's a fit that they'd want to shoot video game content. So there's tons of it on YouTube, and Nintendo's stance is if they detect or if Google they have a thing with Google a contract with Google that if Google detects that a video has gameplay footage from a video game that Nintendo created or it owns or music even more specifically because that's even easier to track um, they are going to uh, take control of it but not in the way I originally read Uh, so basically from what and you can correct me if I'm wrong because you might have looked into this as Uh, well I believe it's just going to be matching the third party content so there'll be there'll probably be ads and you won't and you the youtuber or channel partner won't earn the revenue on it you won't earn the revenue on the ads so from the monetization okay right and once the third party content has been matched you can't monetize it for yourself i mean that happens Uh, that that happens okay like anyways sometimes Mm -hmm. right uh the big problem is that is that it's really I, I really don't want to be talking about YouTube. Like, <laughs> no, no. 
it's YouTube has not been treating me very well. Just even after the bitch slap I got, like I have a perfectly good internet connection, and it'll be buffered, and the video and audio quality will just go to shit. I'm like, I've got it buffered. Yeah. Why are you? So, but um, <laughs> the big problem is that it's really inconsistent. What it tags and what it doesn't. Oh, what it, it matches and what it doesn't. Like, it's... Like, maybe... Sometimes they'll do, like, maybe one out of four videos. It'll match it. Mm-hmm. you're like... Okay? Mm-hmm. So, should I just not try and monetize it? Because you have no way of telling them, Hey, this contain this video that I'm uploading contains this stuff yeah there's no way to say this there, is a nintendo video or right yeah. there's no way of doing that mm-hmm. you either monetize it or you don't right and then it's and then whatever happens to you or to that video is always after the fact mm-hmm. so you have no way of knowing right when you're uploading the video whether or not they're going to allow it or whether you're going to get bitch slapped like i was yeah, but I, I I hear that, but I also think that there's so many videos going up at a, every second on YouTube that it would be physically impossible for them to... Because the only way at this point without algorithms to track all that is to sit there and have somebody who watches all the videos that get published to YouTube, yeah. and that just can't physically happen. There's just... Uh, you would need, I think... I think you would need 100 people yeah. actively monitoring all video being uploaded to YouTube mm-hmm. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, uh, 60 minutes an hour, 60 seconds every. So yeah, basically you need like a hundred people actively monitoring all the video being uploaded to the internet all the time. Yeah. Like 24 seven. Yeah. Because, because you can now upload video to the internet faster than real time. Right. Yeah. It's something like, I think it's something like, um, a hundred minutes of footage get uploaded to YouTube every minute. Yeah, it's something ins- ridiculous. That's like insane. That. Yeah. Um, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Interesting. So, I don't yeah. know. Maybe I'll start moving my stuff over to Vimeo. Yeah. The problem is that I mean that the, the ultimate Google conundrum is that that's where everybody is. Exactly. So if you want to make hit a market, you have to do it through YouTube, and they yeah, kind of kind of have. Well, so they got gotcha. you. <laughs> I'm probably going to be not doing as many let's plays. I mean, I've, at least I've got a ton right. of let's play videos up there mm-hmm. which will help get and now i have this too which yeah. will help get you know more traffic on my site that's what i was originally doing that's what i was originally doing it was to actually post stuff to my channel and get more visibility on right so you know now i'll have the uh watch city documentary um i've got a team that i'm gonna be working with for the 48 hour film festival this year who are you working with um jay and pete oh very cool so for all, i yeah. want to work with them <laughs> it was like yeah, jp yeah Guys, guys from work. Because um, I wanted to work with them in the past. The problem is I keep forgetting about the 48-hour yeah, film yeah. festival. And it sneaks up on me. And I don't request off the time. I don't think I can at this point. I, I feel like half the people... Half the people... I mean, I feel like everybody's signed up for that. But anyway, that's a... I digress. Well, the nice thing is that... Is that we're... I mean, they're the guys who always do it every year. But you and I, we're a different part of the schedule. Right. So the one thing they don't like is that it... Is that everyone from their side of things... Mm-hmm. always requests that off right and then they have like no one on that side of the right, right, right whereas with us it's usually never one on our right. end of the business so they don't really care so much if like two or three of us have to call out that weekend have you heard of 48 hour film festival before ryan i have not actually it's awesome tristan 
I feel like you're going to geek about it, so I'll have you explain it, as Uh, always. The 48-Hour Film Festival is a yearly competition, basically, uh, that takes place in, like, each, like, one major city per state. And each city has it has it at different times. Uh, what happens is on Friday night, you go to the judges or the, or the or the people running it, and what they do is they give you they're like awesome. So this is your this is your your team, right? Cool. You get a random genre and a random prop. <laughs> yeah. And you have to you have to make a film of that genre that includes that prop. That's kind of cool. And you have. 48 hours in which to do so. Wow. So as That's soon, actually pretty cool. As, <laughs> as soon as you get that prop and as soon as you get that genre, that's when your timer starts. Now, is the prop so obscure? Uh, I've Could seen be... lots of different things in the yeah. past. Like sometimes it's a bathrobe. Sometimes it's a rubber ducky. <laughs> it's... Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Don't you also get um, a line in the character as well? I believe so, yes. I've, I recall. So so you get you get a character name, you get a profession I think too. I could be wrong about that. Uh, I don't think you get a profession. Uh, some places, places might do a profession. I think okay. province is genre, genre prop, and I think line. I may be wrong. Oh, okay, and the line I know it's line. Yeah. And the line is like could be something ridiculous like I can't take this shit anymore, and you're just gonna put it somewhere <laughs> in your, somewhere within your uh, within your film, your seven to ten minute film. You have to have a uh, at least that one line. At least that one yeah. line somewhere. Yeah. So you've got forty eight hours in which to write, shoot, edit, and then add bring music to that. everything. Like it has to be finished from inception to complete finished product by the end of the forty eight hours. That's nuts. So you probably don't get much sleep. Oh no, 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 no. Um, you don't. Um, <laughs> the real trick I've I've always heard is to have your team split up into two bits. Okay. One group that's shooting and one group that's editing. Ah. So that you can edit while you're shooting. Interesting. Uh, so the, you know, do as much multitasking as possible yeah. rather than the traditional, we shoot everything. Cool. We you the, guys can all go yeah. home. Now we have the computers. We shoot it. We move, we move it over. We start editing it. We keep shooting it. Um, and then what happens is the next, uh, I think it's the next weekend after that, they then show all of the all the films for all the teams, um, and then so you can win, and then a winner is chosen, yeah. and so the winner of each, and then the winning film of each of each city, city. Yeah. then competes against all the other cities, and then whoever wins that, they get the chance to have their film shown at like Sundance. Uh, yeah, it's insane. Cannes. That's cool. It's really cool. It's really yeah. cool yeah. It must be. It must be make you feel really bad, like or like film people who take it seriously feel really bad when like some some random person like if I walked in there and was like, yeah. But- DSLR, and you like shoot a shoot a video, and there's just this one concept that just everybody enjoys, and it makes it all the way to Sundance. And you're like, I got a degree in this shit. And it's like, <laughs> hey man, it honestly, it's if you can pull that shit off, yeah, then people want to work with you, right? That's because true. you've shown that you can get shit done, right? Like TG, right? They get shit done. <laughs> there you go. Okay. So the other uh, piece of news I want to talk about, and this is maybe this, maybe we all, we're all in agreement, so it won't be as big of a deal. Maybe it'll be like a one-sided sort of conversation or preaching to the choir. But um, did you guys hear about the Joe Biden comment this week? Yeah, no, that was my that I, Oh, this I've not heard. Okay. Oh, regale me, good sir. <laughs> I'm leaning back. You're, you're in for a treat. <laughs> Put so, my feet up. So Joe Biden has said this week that he is not against because he's been from brought up to him. Um, a taxation 
on violent video games. An extra tax on video games that are deemed violent to benefit um, uh, families and parents of kids or, or issues that stem from video game-based violence. He, he actually just left. Got up and left. Uh, there, where's he going? Uh, I don't know. He's I, I, I think. I was I was worried he was actually going to leave. Then yeah, I realized I, 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 was, then I realized that his mic was still here. Yeah, so and his yeah, iPad yeah. and his keys. <laughs> that was the most important part. <laughs> I will I will preface this. Oh, go ahead. I'll give you your No, one. go. <laughs> so so Joe Biden also says in the same interview that while he believes in a taxation potentially and this isn't something that they're like actively working on it's not like he's saying i am working on a you know on a on a bill right now or whatever to tax violent online game or violent video games but what he's actually saying is he wouldn't be opposed to it but then he's also saying that there should be a, a better study conducted on violent video games before that's done so it's not a complete and total i still think it's ridiculous but <laughs> so a little redemption there at the end yeah yeah um he's not completely against and he wants more proof about it um, and he wants to, and there have obviously been studies, and like I know the ones there I've looked into have been a lot of studies, and I think, and I think, uh, and this is where this is why I figured this was going to be sort of a, a a pretty open discussion here about violence in video games. So I wanted to save it for last, but um, I have looked at studies before personally where there was a correlation between uh, to, uh, to increase aggression and playing a video game. So about an hour, I believe it was, or half an hour after you've played a video game you regardless what video game it is it could be like you know trolls and toyland or happy happy joy time whatever <laughs> or it could be call of duty um you get in a situation where um you are you do have increased aggression you know uh for like half an hour to an hour but th those are very minimal sort of complaints versus you know the, the general does do video games in fact make me take out a gun and shoot somebody in the head kind of thing to which my answer is if you're the people who do that are the people who are going to do that anyways, regardless of whether or not they've played video games. Mm -hmm. Like, if you cannot discern a video game from reality, you are already so fucked up in the head that you are going to do something insane anyways. Right. Yeah. Oh, they just see that they, they're playing video games and they're like, right. oh, that must be it, you know? Right. Or they're listening to heavy metal music. That must be it, too. Because it's totally not the parents' fault for not yeah. paying any attention to them or not regulating the fact that their 12-year-old is playing a mature-rated game. Yeah. And, cur cur and cussing like a sailor online. No, it's the video game's fault. Yeah, that, that was the big thing for me, too. I mean, and this is why I figured it was going to be a one-sided conversation here. I welcome you folks, if you guys have uh, different opinions, to write in at cast at threeheadedboy.com. Oh, God, no. You're opening the floodgates. <laughs> oh, uh, wait. Except that everyone who listens to this is probably going to agree with us. Potentially. Yeah. Potentially. I mean, there's I mean, people we'll out there, I'm sure. Too, my, my thing about it is this. Like, I mean, it's like... For me, this is a taxation on idiot parents who let online games raise their kids. Yep. Um, and it, it, I will say this. It is different for us than it was for them. When we were growing up, we had much more kiddie games. We had violent games like Mortal Kombat and stuff. <laughs> and there was more discussion about it. When Grand Theft Auto came out, we were younger, right? Yep. Yeah. And there was more... Or when 3 came out, one of the popular one. Yeah. There was more discussion about it. Um, 
than there is now every time a game comes out that's really gory or over violent there really isn't even as much conversation about grand theft auto anymore when it comes out uh but when you know grand theft auto 3 came out and vice city there's a huge huge argument amongst you know should this game be allowed and all yeah they were actually thinking about banning it right like i i it's funny uh i before I had a PS2, I actually went out and bought the game, mm-hmm. thinking that they would get rid of it because I wanted to play. I just right. put it at my friend's house. I was like, "Oh, this is right. this is different. This is this is awesome." So I, I was in like saving um, on like I was trying to save up money for a PS2, mm-hmm. and I was like, "You know, what? I gotta I gotta get this game before they, I'm afraid they're gonna get rid of it." So yeah, what was what was funny at that time? Um, I was younger, obviously. <laughs> Every photo of you is a picture of you when you were younger. Um, but uh. T- yeah. <laughs> there's a picture of me when I was, have you seen that Mitch Hedberg uh, skit comedy skit guy, guy shows him a, when you somebody comes up to you and says this is a picture of me when I was younger he goes every picture of you is a picture of you when you were younger <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway <laughs> uh, my parents wouldn't let me play Grand Theft Auto they thought it would like corrupt me and the funny the ironic thing there are two ironic things to this one thing is that my parents were I consider my parents to be very good parents in raising me they were very very restrictive on that kind of thing they were good at telling me you know what that was they limited how much game how much gameplay i had and they didn't raise me via video games mm-hmm. i'll talk about that in a second but i will also tell you that you know they'd be like you can't play grand theft auto 3 and i was like well i'll continue to play god of war then that's okay and i'll <laughs> be like slaughtering people you know peeling out their guts fucking bitches in the in the uh <laughs> in the hot tub yeah in the hot yeah. tub yeah. like it was just like it was like the worst thing but nobody paid attention to it because it wasn't i guess real kind of more drenched in reality than Grand Theft Auto was but my thing about it is we didn't have the same kind of the same kind of thing where we were kids growing up and playing Call of Duty and things like that we, and, yeah we didn't have and there wasn't online. as much of that pressure you know uh, to be like you know like how many kids would come in and be like or would come to a place or you're at a, you're at a store like an electronics store and you know the, the, the dad's there with their like literally like eight year old kid it's like I don't play Call of Duty because all my friends play Call of Duty, and I was like, "Yeah." And the guy at GameStop says, "Are you aware that this game contains this, 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 this?" And the dad's like, "Yeah, yeah fuck. my kids just want to play that game with all his friends." It's just like, except that yeah. he's not. Yeah, he's playing it with the entire internet. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we have to suffer through it. Yes, and it and it opens it opens up the door to not just playing that game with other people, but getting verbally, probably physically angry at other people who are you know pissing you off in the game and. And it's kind of an antisocial behavior to not be directly, con- you know, and we could go into psychology all day and I kind of don't want I, to. I but. refer you to Tycho Brahe's uh, uh, equation of internet uh, behavior, which is normal person plus audience plus total anonymity equals complete fuckwad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's just... It's one of those situations. It's hard to it's hard to talk about because we weren't there. I just I personally believe that parents are letting their their kids like, you know, and then you know people you know you hear people in, like in public saying things like, oh you know my kid is you know oh you know I wish he'd get better grades you know he's just playing you know, playing Call of Duty for for five hours a day you know because you're That's letting fucking him stop him from playing Call of Duty for five hours a day. Yeah. Well, it, it's it's yeah. time to it's time to nut up and actually be a goddamn parent. Yeah, it, it goes back to parenting. Yeah. Um. There's one person I like, I, I, like news uh, personality. I, I'm not crazy about was Bill O'Reilly. Yeah. He did a, a small little piece on. on I think on you're a big fan of Bill O'Reilly, right, Tristan? Don't make me get up and leave this room again. <laughs> um, he did a little piece on on video game violence, and he's like, "I have grandchildren. They play these games, and they are perfectly normal. There's nothing you know wrong with them. It's it's it goes goes back to the parents. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, no, I agree. I mean. 
they're not teaching them anything. They're, you know, they're working their, their three jobs and they're, yeah. they're not paying attention. It's like, yeah, you just go play that. You know, that'll calm them down for four yeah. hours. It's, it's, it's essentially just, a babysitter. Yeah. 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 What was it Jim Carrey said in uh, the cable guy at the end? Someone's got to kill the babysitter. <laughs> That's, that movie, that movie talks about this shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Jim Carrey plays a, a character who was raised by television. Right, 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 yeah. right. And he's completely fucking insane. Yeah. And this is, this is, God, when did that movie come out? A long like time ago. Like the 90s? I can find out, but a long time ago. A long, long time, time ago. ago. It's the same thing, except cable television has been replaced by video games. Yeah. <laughs> and kids are and kids now like compared to when we were growing up they're exposed to a lot more in general even with the yeah. internet you know yeah. yeah we had to, we had to wait for it to load when we were kids yeah i know do you America. have any idea how long i had to wait for the naked ladies show <laughs> <laughs> cable guy was 1996 the same year crash bandicoot came out <laughs> there you go there you go the thing is with this taxation on on just video games they would have to do on on everything else though movies uh tv shows they should yeah. do that too. Those movies are just as violent. You yeah. Know? Right. I think the I think the big I mean, I don't wanna I will play devil's advocate here, I guess. And just say that um in video game you are playing. You are in control of the character. That's and true. a lot that of very true. True. and a lot of games are in the first person. So I'm in the first person physically. Well, my hands not on the screen or anything, but like I'm the one with the gun in, in the game. Yeah, you make the, the decisions. Yeah. I'm the one making the decisions right. and it's first person, so it's like and, I'm there. I have the helmet why, on. And that's why the Silent Hill games are better than the movies right because you have to do this shit yeah, yeah. Like, you are jameson you have to reach your hand into that funky ass toilet to get that key <laughs> oh god i don't want to have to do this but yeah. oh that went better than i expected oh god something left there. <laughs> yeah i mean there's that, that 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 heightened sense of participation is i think what, what, what ultimately does it yeah too. yeah so it's it's one of those things so i just wanted to bring it up because i thought it was interesting that they're looking to do that and you know they're taxing it at least my my initial fear when i first read the article i kind of lolled a little bit because i thought it was just like literally just trying to stop people from buying games by making them more expensive and i was like yeah it's really going to stop people right. uh but it is for um the, the better good i mean yeah don't don't get me wrong there should be a fund like that well maybe not necessarily against video game inspired violence yeah because I think violence and media in general, but violence and media in general, but there should be, I mean, the intention is good, but the way they're going about it is just completely ass backwards. Yeah. Here's my fun. Here's the thing I, I, I don't get about it is so we're spending, we are increasing the tax to, we are increasing the tax on these things so that when somebody buys them, it, gives money back so why don't we just start at the root yeah and figure this out because oh oh everybody's buying these violent video games that are corrupt their minds and make them kill people it's okay because we're making some money off them which is going to go towards the re- the reparations when that cycle. yeah yeah, it's just a vicious cycle. yeah. That'd, that'd be like it'd be like here it's like putting a tax an extra tax on alcohol right to help fund aa right 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 exactly yeah Exactly. People are still going to buy alcohol at the end of the day. Yeah, no just, matter what. Yeah. yeah. Continue to buy alcohol. An alcoholic is still going to buy alcohol. It's just, yeah. you know. But now, you know, when, when they're when they're fucked up, they have a little bit more funding, you know? Like, <laughs> goody. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Cool. I mean, I think that does it for the news oh, there. I, I got oh, to talk oh, about yeah, that. Yeah, it's yeah. not video game related. Okay, cool. Uh, but more related to us. Yeah. Um, so, I, I've been talking with uh, on, online with you guys about this. Uh so I've been just going over some of our past episodes and I have recently come up with a ton of t-shirt ideas. Yeah. 
Oh my! I, 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 you guys haven't seen these chats. I have just deluged <laughs> the Facebooks Dan and Pat yeah. and Ryan the Facebooks <laughs> with. Oh my God, guys! I got up another T-shirt. It's like two in the Not morning. A, I'm like, what the? F-? The notifications. I'm like, what the hell? That, <laughs> Why do I have fifty Facebook yeah, notifications? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that one time. One that one time, I had yeah, I had a, I had twenty five messages, and my I was like, you got to be kidding me! Like, wow. And it was just you and Patrick. Just, it was you with like. 10 strings of things and then Patrick was like oh, sounds good sounds, sounds good, good. And, then be like, and then blah yeah, yeah. And then they're like, okay that's just cool and then be like and then these oh my yeah, god so hopefully we'll get those t-shirts out and then we'll have a store yeah. on the website and you guys can go and buy them fans can exactly it's pretty help, exciting help pay for our hosting costs yeah, right yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I actually just picked up a, a Wacom tablet today so I can start sketching and I may post links to the, some of those on 3 Headed Boy there you go so if you guys so join the so if you guys want to see some of what I'm talking about Join the community, yeah. And when I get some sketch, sketch designs out, I'll probably post them up there. You'll know me because I'm El Tristo, and I post it on the main page saying, "Hi guys, it's me, the hype one." Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's what you'll look for, cool. and yeah, hopefully we'll have some merchandising. That'd be great. Um. So after the break, I I really couldn't think of any sort of fluid transition there, but thank no. you. Um. After the break, we're gonna take a quick one here. Uh, we're gonna talk about Metro. Last one. something like that yeah yeah it's something ridiculous like that you can play that game forever <laughs> welcome back guys uh so we were just talking a little bit about disgaea and the well we were talking about jrpgs yeah, in general yeah. and how they're so damned long we will one of these days eventually get talking about nino kuni hope working on it um <laughs> so that'd be fun um in the meantime though <laughs> what we're talking about today is metro last light the next game from 4A, the creators of Metro 2033. Both games based on the novel Metro 2033 by Dmitry Glukowski. Interesting. Just Kofsky? So for those... Yeah. So, Glukowski. Oh, okay. I was like, I wasn't sure if that first part was you making some weird throat, no. throat noise because that's part of his name. Or if you just had to swallow <laughs> before you said it. It's an lesson. A with a line over another line and it's a... That's, the, that's how you pronounce it. <laughs> Uh, no, so uh, for those of you who are uninitiated and just, you know, 
Again, don't really care. Just like learning about what this game is. Metro 2033 and last that are pretty interesting takes, sort of kind of, on the apocalyptic or the, the post-apocalypse era style adventure game or shooter game or whatever it may be. Similar to like a Fallout 3. Because right. I played a bit of 2033. And it takes, yeah, yeah, so did he. So we kind of have a little bit of a jumping point. You guys can tell me what you thought and we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit. But basically it takes place in the metro or the subway tunnels in Russia. Mother Russia. And, uh, it's over in Russia. Apocalypse happens to you. Right. <laughs> no, wait. That's how it happens normally. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, it's a pretty interesting sort of like motif. Uh, there aren't too many games set in Russia uh, out there. Uh, um, Stalker was. There are some. Oh, yeah, yeah. There are some, but there aren't Stalker many. Was, um, there and was I recall Stalker of... looked very similar. Yeah, Stalker was um, one of the one of the prior games, but the guys who did Amnesia, I think, was mm. set in mm. in Russia. Interesting. Um, so, yeah, go ahead. I can't really think of too many other games that were set in Russia. Tetris. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Is it Red or- uh, Red Orchestra? Is that Russia? I don't know if it's based in Russia. Basically, I mean, there there are a lot of games that may have like a Russia level. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for a, a for a peaceful, um, uh, a, a more peaceful uh, take on Russia because the two the two commonplace genres for that are going to be World War Two, um, Stalingrad. And yeah. uh, Chernobyl. <laughs> yeah. So never hear Russia in the title. Never usually a good sign for the tone of the video game. Uh, but I was, I, was, I was wondering before I even jump into it and talk about it. Uh, I played a little bit with... Um, I played on Xbox. I thought I'd throw that out there as opposed to PC. I know it's popular on the PC. But PC was, gaming master race what? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. But I was wondering, uh, so Ryan looked at a little bit of it. So I guess, Tristan, I guess I'm curious about what your thoughts were initially, like if you remember much about 2033 at all. Oh, God, it's been a while. Um, yeah. Give me a sec here. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan! No, I'm just kidding. I like, <laughs> okay. um, one thing I liked about 2033 was the aesthetics of it, was that it was very much like a, this is stuff that's been, that's really been sort of cobbled together. Mm-hmm. Kind of aspect like your flashlight and stuff yeah it's stuff that's like you know this is survival gear that's been cobbled together to keep it working right and uh and, and yeah 2033 takes place underground too doesn't it yeah in the, in the metro yeah, yeah. in it's the metro the, it's yeah. all in the metro yeah 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 um so it, it's also got this real like mining equipment feel to it yeah as well yep so aesthetically it's very pleasing and feels very grounded mm-hmm. in the aesthetics um i can't remember much of the gameplay i'm sorry yeah i can tell you uh it sucks in the first one uh <laughs> gen- generally uh the shooting controls are pretty terrible the atmosphere is great same thing holds true to the last yeah, light the settings is awesome but it just there's like like you said the, the shooting and just, well um, I, I thought it was supposed to be more um more indicative of someone who like you're supposed to be playing someone who isn't a trained soldier right you know who isn't a crack shot all the time. Right. And then the controls were... I think I remember it, The controls were designed to be specifically bad on purpose to make shooting things a challenge, to make it so that in the event that you had to shoot something, it really came down to, like, an actual honest-to-God struggle. Well, I hate that. Uh, about that game. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad that they did that, but it's just, like, it's, not it's, fun. It's like, it's like tank controls in Resident Evil. yeah. yeah. 
It was designed to make it scarier because you didn't have, you know. Yeah, you weren't fully in control of the situation. Right, right, right. Of course, they also had that in Tomb Raider, but I don't know why they did that. Yeah. It'd be like, well, think of it this way. Think of if you were trying to play like Resident Evil, but the controls were just as tight as, say, the Mega Man series. Right, 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 right. You know, it wouldn't be all that scary. Right, right. Because right. if you had full control, you could just, something comes out, you could just pop, headshot it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know? Um, Jump around. Exactly. And, walls, it'd be all yeah. silly. Yeah. <laughs> when, when Metro 2033 was designed, it was supposed to be first person, but it was going to be more of a first person horror shooter. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Was really the, was really the goal. <clears throat> and one of the key elements of horror, like I said, is not being fully in control of your situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why I didn't... That's why, at least to me, the controls, you can at least forgive that at least a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, FPS games, normally they're designed to be fast-paced, and you're in almost full control of the situation all the time. Right, but I can also tell you that there wasn't a tactile feel to any of the weapons. Which I know... That I got, yeah. Which is like, you shoot a machine gun, it feels like I saw in Ryan earlier, it feels like you're shooting like a water gun or something. Like, mm-hmm. you're not really having an effect, though you are having an effect uh, on the thing you're shooting. Right, uh, they don't, they're not satisfying. Right, there's no satisfaction, and there's no real force feedback to what you're doing. It's right. just like you hold the button, and there's just something happening on the screen. You know what I mean? Like, I watched the, I hit the button, and a light came on or something. You know, it's, it's there's really no good force feedback to it. So it always felt kind of weird, weird to me. Also, the only game I've ever played that gives you an option for how strong you want the vibration to be in the options screen. Hmm. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't... Weak, weak, medium, or strong. <laughs> in Soviet <laughs> Russia, only option is strong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really? It goes in my pants. <laughs> what? Speaking uh... of which... <laughs> uh, no, so... I have to carry control to Sergei's house. He only won in 50 miles who have Xbox. So my experience with 2033, because I did I buy that as... I did pick up 2033 as well to get get used to it and kind of play the play the, the forebear to what the ultimate game was we were talking about this week. And my experience was like so. I had trouble with the controls, as I said. Um, I felt like the stealth was really poor, though it was trying to force it on you. So I ended up getting these uh. com- combat situations where like, I was just out of control because I couldn't aim very well, as we talked about. The whole game works on a currency system based on the ammunition you carry so you make yourself poorer by killing things right <gasps> right well it's certain types of ammunition so it's only military grade ammunition which is the most powerful ammunition out there so it's like do i want to make myself poor to survive this or right do i want to try and use my crappy ammunition and stay rich exactly or buy upgrades or whatever you need to do with your with, with your money so my experience with the game was that I, you know, I was conserving my ammo, trying to kill dudes without using my, my uh, military grade because I wanted to save my money. You get to a town, and I'm just telling Ryan about this. Uh, get to a town and walking around, and me being the ever the ever, ever diligent role player, walk into this area, and there's this whore comes up to me, and she goes, you know, whatever, want to go for a ride or whatever it was, right? And I'm like, oh, I'll indulge my my character here. They say whatever. Um, she brings me into this room. This is all in the game, folks. There'll be, there'll be three rounds of t- uh, forty on six. Ever. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> nope. What ended up happening was um, she, uh, she tells me to close my eyes. It was a trap. I open them up, and a dude punches me in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Should have seen that coming. I wake up, and the guy goes, "Oh, it was must have been Nicola, whatever her name was," and and uh, I lost everything. My ammunition, all my money, 
gone and there was no way to get it back just like that and then i stopped <laughs> playing and i uh met her last leg not because of that it's kind of ridiculous it was kind of cool though then hey, well, i what did you expect man yeah i know it was a it was a uh never mind i'm gonna get i'm gonna get emails to cast a three-headed boy.com uh, <laughs> but uh last night was interesting they improved the physicality of the guns a lot um, you aim down the sight still, but it feels like you're shooting people and you're shooting people, and it feels like you're shooting your gun, which is nice. A lot of the weapons are silenced. There's more of a focus, I believe, on stealth in this one. Shame it sucks. Yeah. yeah. So the stealth isn't very good. Uh, and It's okay. <laughs> the The AI is quite terrible. It's worse. Yeah, yeah, the AI. Like, I was watching Dan earlier play it, and the AI is... <laughs> Uh, it's probably the dumbest AI I've seen in a while. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, it was funny. We were, we, were, I was explaining the story up to the up to the point to Ryan, right? And I'm, I had didn't have the game paused, uh, Tristan. I'm just sitting there behind like this barricade, right? This in the shadows, and I'm talking to Ryan. I'm like looking out at this like you know this area where I we're gonna be sneaking. I'm just like, catching him up on the story. While I'm doing that, this guard comes up to me. And he goes, "Hey, what are you doing here?" I turn around, slice his throat. And then continue telling my story to Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> it was the funniest thing. It was funny too. Hey, it was, what are you doing here? It was just, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. just like, excuse me. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, now, where was what we talking one about? Second, yeah. Where was I again? Where did I leave? <laughs> it was great. Uh, and that's why. Hold on a second. And that's why you always need to wash your hands <laughs> after riding the metro. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, like, like Dan shot out a light. Yeah. And it was right near a guy, and he didn't react to it. Yeah, yeah. Like, and Ryan's a big uh, Splinter Cell guy. Yes. And anything you do, like something like that, make noise, the enemy would react. So, but that. Well, in some of them. Yeah, eventually. Some of them, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's not forget where Splinter Cell started. That's true, but. Um, it, oh, what's it, all this glass on the floor? <laughs> yeah. But uh, that game also came out a long time ago. But anyway, yeah. um, what I will tell you, too, is. Um, Oh yeah, the the AI carries through beyond stealth uh, into the gunplay as well. They're equally as stupid oh, when boy. when you're shooting at them. You know, typical like stop and pop like in the same spot so you can line up the shot on their face, and um, the, it's just really really easy. So it, honestly, eventually I was just like, why am I even bothering to sneak around? Because they're gonna, somebody's going to catch me. They're going to sound an alarm. About ten guys are going to come up. About I'm going to shoot them all in the face. And continue through and continue where, where I was going. So there, stealth became sort of like a, a non-factor at, at some point in the game. The story is also interesting. It uh, it starts out uh, kind of cool. So basically, like you are this, uh, and if you if you hadn't told by the title, the warning we gave you earlier, and the fact that we're talking about a game that came out a couple days ago, this is where the spoilers begin. <laughs> uh, so uh, what I can what I can say about it is that it starts out. I guess where the last game left off, again, I hadn't finished the... You play the same character, RTM is his name. A-R-T-Y-O-M, interesting. Uh, and you're finding this, the Dark One. So you are the Chosen One or something, and you, you know... Yeah, I never got that far in the first game. Yeah, me either. I, so I barely scratched the surface of the first one. <laughs> well, basically, you are uh, you're this dude, and you can talk to the Dark Ones, which are these things that when you're out in the surface using your gas mask, uh, they can... Um, like talk to you like but they but they make everybody else go crazy kind of thing so it turns out at the beginning that um there's like a lot of betrayal and you help this guy out through the the tunnel it turns out he's uh the general in a faction that you're you're going up against and he captures you and you escape and it turns out that the whole plot line of the game is that 
uh, the red, the communists, are going to run a gigantic nuclear train into uh, the main city called Polis and attempt to basically uh, annihilate everything with this virus that they're going to release from Polis, except they're all immune to it. And it's going to be radioactive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. great. So, but they have like an antidote or something that they're going to use to... It's 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 interesting, um, but uh, it's one of those typical stories. And I guess I guess to, for the sake of conversation, <laughs> so it's not just me talking into the can for for ten more minutes. Um, it's one of those games uh, similar to Bioshock. We talked about um, where, and I'm not going to spoil Bioshock. You can watch our spoiler cast for that if you want to do that. Um, uh, it's similar. Cross contaminate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cannot cross contaminate the spoilers. Yeah. Uh, don't cross the strings. All I will say is, like Bioshock, <laughs> it's a it's a story where it starts out in going one one direction, and it starts out on a more personal level with a more base story, and then it turns out very very different, otherworldly or different, and science fictiony Ooh. as it goes on. So I wonder what your take was on games that sort of ditch or jump from plot to plot. Is it because the game the storylines are getting boring and they they change and they think they have to change that or or it's just poor writing or well i think i think part of it these days is the oh man we need to have a twist right what a twist what yeah. a twist um well, but some games like like metro 2033 uh the original was kind of sci-fi anyways mm-hmm. and then post-apocalyptic sort of sci-fi and bioshock has been sci-fi even from the beginning right you know there's always there's typically always that little bit of like fantastic fantasticality in there. Is that a real word? word? That's not a real word. Get the thesaurus. Get the thesaurus. <laughs> Short idea. Um, yeah. uh, there's always that bit of sort of the fantastic. Yeah. Or the otherworldly present at the beginning. Yeah. You know, I mean, in, in Metro 2033, you, you see the Darkling and, the, you know, you've got to fight them off mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And you're like, oh man, what the hell are these things? Right. Um. So I'm, I'm okay. Really, the the only thing I can think of, like off the top of my head, as a good example, is Bioshock Inf. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Inf. Bioshock Unf. 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 Um, <laughs> um, that's the only thing I can really think of off the top of my head as a good example of this. Um, and it doesn't really, but that does it really well. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially what. It's typically the you you know you start off with this and there are these circumstances and then you find out the history behind these circumstances, right? And that changes the game. Mm-hmm. You know that changes the name of the game. That changes what you have to accomplish, right? Um. Oh, uh, Blood Dragon sort of did that. I I guess okay. it kind of threw a little twist in there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. Yeah, it kind of threw a little twist in. Even even Far Cry. Kind of did too. Far Cry Three does yeah. well. What Far Cry Three does, this is one of the main issues I have. With Far Cry Three is Far Cry Three sets you up against this wonderful character as your primary your primary antagonist at the beginning. Boss. Yeah, and he's a fantastic character. Yes. Oh my god, he's so entertaining. He's, yeah, he's probably one of the best villains in a game in a while. Really? Yeah. He, oh he's yeah. Excellent. He's an excellent villain because he's fucking insane. Yeah. And he knows it. And he just goes with it. Yeah. Um, and he's utterly ruthless. Yeah. He's utterly ruthless and capricious and crazy. And he's fantastic. 
and this is one of the problems I have with Far Cry Three is that he's not the boss throughout the whole game. Yeah, that was that. That's the only gripe I have about Far Cry Three. Yeah, is, is that is... they they established this great character as the person you are go- working against. Yeah, you know he is your opponent. Yeah, and then like halfway through the game, he just kind of disappears. That's like oh. But it's, so now I have, I have this guy, and he's not nearly as fun. <laughs> he's insane, but he's not what Voss. No, right he he's just he just can't. He's compare. brutal. He's he's a little bit more straightforward. Voss can kind of like mess with you, and then just... Voss is gonna mess with you and have fun messing yeah. with you. This guy just will, and then he'll stab you in the yeah. face. This guy will just go away. You know, I'm just gonna stab you in the face. Yeah, that's it. It's, no, 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 it's the difference between all business. It's the difference between the, the Joker, an, the, the anti-Bond villain, if you will. Well, yeah. let me put it this way: uh, to use uh, superheroes, Voss is to the Joker what the other guy is to like Bane. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a good. Uh, yeah, and I'm not talking. I'm not talking movie Bane. I'm talking. He's way too cool for that. He's talking comic Bane. I'm talking comic <laughs> Bane. I'm talking Luchador, pumped up on Venom. Bane. Yeah. <laughs> Is the difference, you know? So, which is the better villain? Well, personally, I prefer the Joker. Cool. Or I prefer Voss. Um, if Far Cry 3 had that, Blood Dragon had a bit of that. I'm trying to think. Uh, Bastion had a bit of that. Oh, look at that. Read that. Don't say anything. No, I'm just kidding. We can, we can do that if you'd like. Dude, okay. For anyone who hasn't played Bastion, you can get it. On your iPhone or iPad for ninety nine cents. Go, do it now. <laughs> Go buy it now, and you can play it after. Start playing it after we're done talking. But you need to do this, or just subscribe to Humble Bundle, and it's like the Humble Bundle thing, like every other week on Humble Indie Bundles. Oh my God, yes. Ah, oh, Bastion is so good. Um, oh my God. We can probably talk about Bastion one week. Oh, we should. Oh well. I'll have to beat it then. Well, I mean. We should talk about Bastion, but they've also got a new game coming out, too. Yes. Yeah. That I want to talk about uh, once they release more information about it. I don't know why I didn't beat, finish that game. I'll have to. Um, but the other thing I want to talk about as far as story concerns with Metro Last Light is that um, the ending of the game is actually dark. There's a... <gasps> Yay. And that's what I wanted to know your guys' take on, because I figured we'd have more to explore here than with the last thing I just talked about, which is very, very specific, <laughs> is games that are just dark. Yeah. Dark, dark endings. Um the end of the game the character um, the main character of our team decides that ultimately to save the planet he must um or to save for the greater good he must blow up everything destroy everything hooray and everyone um because the dark ones are nice people of course and they're actually not all that bad typical typical they're just misunderstood <laughs> for Angoli avatar bull no um <laughs> I'd be excited to see what would happen if an alien landed on our planet. They'd be like super violent or super super pacif- uh, pacifistic. It'd be interesting. Either way, we'd be boned. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Because simply, I mean, even if they were peaceful, the the fact of that matter is that any race sufficiently advanced to get to us. Yeah. Uh, considering that, considering what we haven't found in the near vicinity. Yeah. Um, so any, any species that's sufficiently missed to actually get to us uh, in a you know realistic amount of time would be so far beyond us that even if they weren't violent, we any changes that they made to our society would probably we'd end up ripping ourselves apart. You think? Yeah, yeah probably. 
simply because they'd be so far above us we wouldn't yeah. be able to handle the difference in technology mm -hmm. interesting and then of course if they were violent uh the the seven hour war from fallout uh from not Fallout, from half-life comes to mind yeah <laughs> you know why they called it the seven hour war because it only lasted seven hours. <laughs> the Combine came and conquered an entire planet in less time than Joe Schmo spends at the office. Uh. <laughs> and what does he get done? He files TPS reports. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, dark dark ending to the to the more games need more things need dark endings, like especially like movies. Yeah, I, I movies are very like you can happy almost, ending. Yeah, you can almost always count on either a happy ending or an ending that kind of a neutral somewhat, ending a yeah. neutral ending or at least it sort of resolves some things right like okay let's take since we're spoiling stuff let's take the movie fight club for example spoilers spoiler fight club if you don't know this that's pretty crazy spoiler alert yeah Go. i know right um i want i want to see i want i would want to see what happened in fight club if tyler won at the end. I think that'd be really a really good ending for the movie. Mm -hmm. Is if is if the character well, he has no name, but let's yeah. call him Jack because he is Jack, Jack's yeah. ex. Everything, yeah. Jack's blanking ex. Yeah. You know? Um I I think it'd be a really cool ending to to Fight Club if Jack's character if the if Jack's personality was only subsumed and Tyler Durden took over just right. completely. Yeah, I think that make for a really interesting ending. Right, right. But no, yeah. but no, <laughs> nope. He shoots himself in the face, and that cures him. That's dark, though. It's fairly dark, but I mean, he survives. He's got a hole in his head, yeah, but he's still standing. Yeah. Um, you know, shit like that. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's something that's not really explored, especially in in cinema. Mm -hmm. And there's so much potential for it there. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I want to see a movie where the bad guys win. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, okay, you know like, what? Here, you know what does it really well? You know what film has a really good dark ending? Chinatown. Okay. As, if we want to go to cinema classics. Yeah. Or uh, Easy Rider does too. Mm -hmm. Well, he's, the ending of Easy Rider is really like, bam, there, it's done. Um, but same kind of idea. Mm-hmm. Yes, you, go go watch Chinatown and Easy Rider. They are classics of American cinema. Cool. Go see a good movie. There you go. There you go. For the kids. For the kids. <laughs> no, um, neither of those should be seen. The other thing I want to talk about is this game was only made for the PS3, Xbox, and PC, to my knowledge. This game seems perfect to me for the Wii U, Metro Last Light. Explain. There are so, There is so much shit to do in this game that is like sort of like busy work in a sense so charging your flashlight for example you have to charge your flashlight to like make it burn strong it, right? no it was different in this one you have to go you have there are like three different sub menus in this game that you have to go to with with hotkeys three oh, different sub menus and there's things like with like oh this sub menu has control of your uh, secondary weapons like throwing knives and grenades in this sub menu you select with the face buttons and the d-pad what you'd like to use the flashlight oh and now you have to use the charger oh now you have to put the charger away by going back to that sub menu and there's just so much stuff in there that it'd be really cool if your wii u controller was just like a a pack for all the stuff and it's like oh i'm gonna charge you, you like do like a cranking motion or do something cool and charge it up and then it's done and then you go on to the next thing yeah or... i i'll be i'll be honest i think the wii u 
that the tablet part of the Wii U has some surge potential. Yeah, it does. It absolutely yeah, you does. Can, you can act like in the game. Like I saw you going through the yeah. menu system, you'd have it all there. Yeah, and then maybe have something kind of cool like when you actually have to charge your flashlight, do something on yeah. the, the pad Even itself. Easy, you know? Okay, if so, if Capcom went to team up with Nintendo and make a ton of money. Here's what they released for the Wii U. What's that? Leon Kennedy's attache case organizer, t- 2013. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just the attache case from Resident Evil 4. And, and each level is you were given these items and you have to find a place for them. And then you were ranked on how organized you make it. When you place the last item. <laughs> I used to spend so much time trying to organize yeah, the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What the, that'd be really fun. No, no, I totally pay like fifteen bucks for like a DLC game of that. <laughs> and you can just do it all right on on that's, the Wii control that's tablet. Funny. Oh. <laughs> uh. Uh. God damn! You know, every every week I I try to convince myself to buy a Wii U. I know. I'm like I'm, I'm tempted, but every week, and and it's something. I literally, and I'm like, how much would I save if I did this and this and this? And I'm like, first of all, first of all, I am, ha- I have to, I have to justify it by cutting the price. Right. In my head. And then even after that, there's so much, there's so little to compel me to buy one that I'm just like, yeah, I'll just wait. There's, yeah, there's nothing. There's, I mean, I'm getting one when, when, when Waker comes out in HD. Oh, that's yeah, it. that's a definite. It's done. Buy, yeah. That's but, a definite. That, yeah. And there's going to be a new Super Smash Brothers. So I'm like, yeah. oh, man, I got, I'll have to get that. Yeah, and then, then another first. standalone Zelda game. Yeah. Yep. Which know. will be after Wind Waker HD. Yeah, so. Yeah. so I'm like, oh, my God, I don't have to wait. Uh, I'm, Ultimately, I myself, I'm really kind of waiting for the pre-owned ones to start showing up. Mm-hmm. I'm just waiting for a price drop. Yeah, yeah that would be that would work, too. I mean, um, when they, the, it, I think it's going to happen in the like, fall. Like, look at the 3DS. The, the, when it first came out, no one bought it. Yeah. Like, there was a few people, but... And then they, I bought it right after the price drop. And then they push dropped it, and they're like, boom. I bought it right after the price drop. And let's not forget the PS3. Yes. $599 US dollars. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, I'm terrified. Well, once those, system, once, yeah, once those systems come come out... Yeah. yeah. Um, Maybe they'll do it during the summer because a lot of like I noticed like a lot of game systems go down in price in summer. I'm the terrified summer. about the Xbox price personally yeah. with all the media uh, stuff they're pl- planning oh to God. do with it. I think mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm I'm kind of scared. I mean, Sony kind of there was leaks of what it's going to cost, but I mean, like you said with the Xbox, ugh, I'm ugh. Terrified, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. What's What's what funny is saying? What's What's funny is a lot of people can fly like screaming at us right now. Like you guys are a podcast, you don't have a Wii U. Amongst you, I'm just like, there's nothing to play on the there's system. Nothing. Yeah, I know. There's nothing to play on the system Mass apart fact. from the new Super Mario Brothers game. Well, Zombie U looks kind of cool too. And yeah, well, it, Zombie, yeah. Zombie U does like, okay, Zombie U does one cool thing, re- one really cool thing that I really like is if you die in Zombie U, you respawn as a new person. And your old persona is now walking around yeah, as a that, zombie yeah, with all of cool your con- equipment. Yeah, 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 that was a cool concept. I, I like that, that they did that. But That's kind of fun. But other than that, the game was kind of bleh. Well, apparently you have to use the, the motion tablet for fucking everything. Yeah. Like, all the time. Yeah, I hate that. Um, That's the other thing, too, is these launch these launch games are always like so like overblown. Yeah. Like, we have to do absolutely everything. Like, when Uncharted Golden Abyss came out for the Vita, and it was just like... Oh, the PS. Like though. you had to do everything. Like oh, you have to scroll this thing here and do this and slide this thing That's over here. And it was just like I just want to reload stage. my gun. <laughs> What's that? That was a rather obscene hand gesture. Yeah, yeah, you you like just made at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like even the ba- the Batman game. 
for the Wii U, you have to do all of this crazy yeah. stuff with the pad. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, I just want right inventory now, management on all my games. That's what I want the yeah. Wii U for. Well, right now, well, here, so right now, I've still got my Wii, mm-hmm. and I hardly play it right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm backlogged and stuff. Um, and one of the things that was keeping me from getting a Wii U was like, oh, but if I do go to a Wii U, I can't play any GameCube games. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait, the only GameCube game I would want to play or that I hold on to, well, with the like Wind Waker HD coming out, and especially since they did the um, collection for Metroid Prime, I don't so I don't worry about Metroid Prime because they did the collection. Wind Waker's getting an HD re-release, so don't worry about that. So the only GameCube game I would have to worry about is Killer Seven. Yeah. And Killer is Dead is coming out this year, so I'm like, I'm gonna have a new Suda Fifty One game anyways. <laughs> I love Suda Fifty One. I never played Killer Seven, but me either. It's hardest. Oh you my just, god! You sound like one of the South Park characters. I'm trying to figure out which one it was. <laughs> it's so hard. Oh my god, Killer Seven is hard. It's so good though. It's so weird. Okay, in Killer Seven, you play as seven characters who are all the same person. Mm-hmm. Right, the alter egos, right? Yeah. Yeah. There. So it's one. You're playing as one person right. who's also seven people. Mm-hmm. And each, pl- and each person plays completely differently. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, and you're fighting invisible monsters. There you go. That are basically invisible suicide bomber monsters. Oh, great. So when they get to you, you're dead. They explode. Yeah. Cool. So to avoid jumping too far off the beaten track here, I guess I'll just give my final comments about Metro Last Light from, from my play. Uh, is it's improving over 2033. If you hated 2033, you might like this one a little bit. It's a shooter. Um... It's a shooter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hopefully, though, if you were listening, you'd already beaten the game, in which case I hope you liked it. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I thought it was, uh, again, proven physicality. Uh, it was much more cinematic, too. There were a lot of like those like Call of Duty cutscenes, like, uh, jump, give me your hand, I'll throw uh, it over here. Rah! And you like roll under a door. And it's like, oh. what you call them, the magic hands or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was calling, we were playing one earlier. It's like magic hands, like, like, was I supposed to die there? Was I supposed to black out there? And I was like, yeah, because his his hands are something different than they normally do. So it was magic hands. <laughs> magic hands. <laughs> like, they kind of pivot or something in a way, or they try to, like, regain balance on a floor or something like that. Oh, good. Was this was supposed to happen? That's weird. Uh, One of those things. But overall, okay, can I say that's something that kind of annoys me? What's that? Is this moved, especially, Inksy is really like called doing the Battlefield sure. games to just these linear set piece games. it's much more linear too i believe than yeah from, what, what, I, from like, what i played of 2033 yeah that's one of the things like i what was it i think i was playing one of the college games i forget i forget where mm-hmm. i was doing it um because i don't own any of them but i was playing i was playing on somebody's i was just like holy crap this game funnels you from location to location mm-hmm. if you try and do anything outside mm-hmm. of what it wants you to do it bitch slaps you back to the path and it's only there to connect you to hey look at this cinematic we just made mm-hmm. and look at this set piece in this gorgeous skybox mm-hmm. cool oh. now you're done we go to this one i'm just like oh my god in a, in a sense uh it turns these games into movies yeah like like michael bay action movies like i remember playing call of duty and thinking that like literally the only the only input i have in this game experience is um and i feel this way sort of kind of about metro is last night to a degree i pull the trigger i go into cover now metro last like gives you options like you are allowed to spare people or kill people and throughout the course of the game and stuff which is cool and in a nice twi- twist, it was a twist. <laughs> a twist. Uh, oh lord! 
Uh, but these games, like the Call of Duties, when I'm playing through the, the campaign at least, I feel like the only input I have is will I lose or will I win this battle? You know, yeah. shooting these dudes, you know what I mean? Everything else is irrelevant, you know what I mean? Like They're, they're basically just glorified um, right. like carnival shooters. Right, 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 right. You wait for the thing to pop up, and then you shoot it in the face. Right, right, right. And it goes down. And then another one pops up elsewhere. Right. And I think, like, I think, like, perfect perfect example of that was that level that was much much uh talked about in the news media it was call of duty Mild, i think you know Mild Mild warfare 2, 2 right the no mission russian. Wo- no russian yeah the no one where you're, where you're going through the um the airport and you're shooting all the civilians oh and stuff oh my god I, my sense of that that was put in just for fucking shock value yeah, 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 yeah. just so they could be like look we're edgy and hardcore yeah and i and i found myself in a situation where uh i tried to like kill the dudes like the dudes I was with, and they're like, "You can't do that." Retry, and, yeah. and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Or it didn't work. Yeah. Or whatever. Well, you don't no, have no, no. to shoot yeah, okay. the innocent. People. I shoot the innocent people, but I tried to like yeah. kill like the other dudes. Yeah, and it was like, "You can't do that." It's like, it's like, nope, nope, that doesn't happen. Yeah. No, no, right. you have to follow my storyline. It's like a bad DM in a D and D game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but. The first time ever that, that Call of Duty has been compared to Dungeons & Dragons. Uh. You guys are ruining my story! <laughs> you have to go here and do the thing! Yeah. Pass the Cheetos. But, pass the Cheetos. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking my books and going home! I found myself in a situation. <laughs> yes! I broke down again this week. Uh, <laughs> you almost missed it because we're coming to an end here. Uh, but... Yeah, sneak it right in. Yeah, you had to you had to sneak it right at the end, folks. Because I think that's a wrap. I mean, I don't know if there's really much more to, to talk about uh, for today or for this week. Yeah, I got I got play something. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll be back next week though, hopefully to to talk about what's new in games and things like that. Again, if you really like what you're hearing today, you can subscribe to us on iTunes. The spoiler cast as I knock this table over practically. <laughs> um, email us with your comments, concerns, or questions to cast at threeheadedboy.com. And who knows? Maybe someday we'll do some episodes of my house. Maybe. That way I can actually drink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, folks. <laughs> inebriated Tristan. Uh, uh, you can that'll find, be fun. So, sometimes you can find Inebriated Tristan at TBA Films on YouTube if he decides he wants to. And Vimeo. No, there's nothing on my Vimeo channel yet. <laughs> right, we just created it last, last week. week's episode. Um, you can find uh, Ryan trolling the, the Xbox Live. The Xbox Lives. Oh, yeah. Uh, as well. Anything else you wanted to plug at all? Shamelessly uh, plug? No, yeah, sure. No, no sure. I have nothing else to plug. Uh, but uh, thank you so much for joining oh, us, folks. And oh, if you yeah. are in New England, if you are in New England, go see Patrick and his musical when it comes out. Not out yet. We'll, we'll talk Not about that. We'll, 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 I'm sure we'll, we'll get... And this is very time sensitive because this episode will be up on the internet forever. Yeah, yeah. After it closes. Well, if you didn't see it, sucks to be you. Yep. Uh, you missed it. Uh, take care, folks.